Welcome to the Real Person Real Needs Podcast. You're listening to episode 46, and I'm your host, Jeff Desiato. Today, we are celebrating a full year of the podcast, and I'm very excited that you're here listening. If you're just joining us for the very first time, I encourage you to go back, start at episode one, see the growth, see the regression in some cases, but hopefully you'll enjoy a candid look behind the scenes of a father of two, a husband, trying to fulfill his dream of being an actor and singer while also building a business that gives back to his community. That's really what this episode is all about. This is what this podcast is all about. It's taken on a number of iterations from interview podcast to one-man show podcasts, now more of a documentary style. Sometimes it's been off the cuff. Sometimes it's been prepared but I am so glad to be celebrating one year with you. And who knows what the next year holds for the podcast. I know I mentioned briefly on the last episode that we may move to more of a bi-weekly format. I may also transition to do more of a season-based, similar to a TV series, uh, where we, we have a season of episodes and then a short hiatus and then another season of episodes. Many podcasts take that format just because of the undertaking to produce content and uh, especially high-quality content with multiple layers, multiple uh, moving parts. So I appreciate your patience as I navigate and I'm constantly pivoting to do what's best for my audience, but also for me and my family. Today, I wanted to talk more about personal philosophy for business and what, how, what that really entails. As you know, I'm very outspoken about my approach I, I recently wrote an, a, a blog that articulates my thought process a little bit better than maybe I have done in the past on the podcast. So for those of you that read it, I apologize for the redundancy, but I'd just like to share this with you, why I no longer beg for business. At this time last year, I made a fundamental shift in the way I do business. I decided to stop begging people. Most people in sales-driven industries don't call it begging. They don't like the negative connotations. What, what, what I was told when I got into real estate is that you need to spend two hours a day on the phone with your sphere of influence asking them for referrals. Begging, essentially. But we couldn't let them know we were begging. Oh, no. We had to be providing value, I say with air quotes. That's why they have scripts. So you can dupe your friends and family into listening to your sales pitch. So you can cleverly overcome their objections because you know that they really want to help you grow your business. I was made to feel guilty for not picking up the phone and calling you. I want to emphasize you because I suppose that only my friends and family read my blog and listen to the podcast. I was told that I must not want to be successful because I was not comfortable knocking on doors to solicit new clients. And on top of that, I was not having much success. So they must be right. God forbid that I should object to the tried and true methods of successful real estate agents. But let's be honest, I never call people. So why else would I be calling them now that I work in a sales-driven industry if not for selfish reasons? It seemed disingenuous. And even more so, since I personally loathe getting unsolicited calls from people trying to sell me something. But I see it time and time again, even with friends of mine who get into the sales industry. 
They go from being normal people to people always finding ways to steer the conversation back to their exciting new business opportunity. A lot of people are put off by the way I talk about the sales industry, but I have to be honest with my perspective. Here's how I see it. I chose to get into this business. I chose to forgo a steady paycheck. You can find out why in episode one of the podcast. Why is that my friends or family's problem? Why should I be persistently asking them for referrals and making them feel guilty that I won't succeed without them? Is it their problem whether my business endeavors succeed or fail? I think this is a negative result of our crowdsourcing culture. I dealt with a similar thing when I was still in a band. I would watch other no-name artists beg their fans to fund their projects and throw out statements like, if we don't reach our goal in the next 12 hours, we won't be able to record the songs we wrote. I'm sorry, did I ask you to write songs and record them? No. Then why are you asking me to fund your dream? So many people would love to be able to get paid to do something they love, but they can't. If you can't fund your own dream, then maybe you should try improving at your craft and putting in the work instead of shortcutting the system by asking other people for money. Money that could be used for much more noble purposes than getting you a CD with your name on it that will probably only be heard by the people who sponsored its production. It just seems a bit illogical in my head, but it works. Not with me, but with countless others. And that's why people continue to do it. It works, unfortunately. And that's the thing with cold calling, door knocking, begging. It works. Just like those people who stand on the side of the road with signs begging for money. They do get people who will give them money. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. But there are also people who are paid by an employer to stand outside and hold signs for their business. 50% off, going out of business, everything must go. You know what I'm talking about. What's the difference between these two people? They're basically doing the same thing, right? But one is asking for a handout and the other is pointing people to something bigger than themselves. In the case of the latter person, the business has been established. The work has been done to get it off the ground. It provides value to people and it's that sign holder's job to spread the word. And interestingly enough, no one considers those people as being beggars. No one's thinking ill of the business for asking for customers. Instead, the signs are there to attract the right kind of customer. People who understand the value being offered. I see myself more in the latter example. Instead of begging, sorry, asking people for a handout, I mean, sorry, a referral to help me grow my business, I'd rather point people to my business and show them how it is beneficial for them to work with me over others in the industry. And then it's up to them whether they want to use me or not. I set the table. I give them the menu. They can choose to order off of it or not. Instead of spending two hours a day calling people, how about spending that two hours building a platform that will help people in the community? For instance, a platform that gives money from every real estate transaction to help Habitat for Humanity, for example. That's what I do. I also help Together We Rise, which is a nonprofit organization that helps those in the foster care system. My global reach extends to Brazil. A friend of mine started a nonprofit that rescues people from sex trafficking, provides love to them, provides house for them. Instead of interrupting people and encroaching on their day by showing up on their doorstep unannounced, how about providing consistent content so that people get to know the real me at their convenience? 
That's why I have the podcast. That's why I write the blog. So that any time, day or night, people can find out all they need to know about me and whether they would like to do business with me. I let my content do the heavy lifting. I let the reflection of my character through my content advertise for me so that I don't have to. This also helps me weed out those who would never want to work with me. More importantly, people I never want to work with. I watch realtors everywhere chasing people down and wasting valuable time on people who will never be their clients. How about using your time to find ways to attract the right kind of people to you? So here I am, finding new and creative ways to point people to something bigger than me, to find people who value authenticity and generosity, people who want to use their real estate sale or purchase to help others have a safe place to call home. My business platform has been established. The work has been done to get it off the ground. It provides value to people, and it's my job to spread the word. Instead of begging, my hope is to attract people to me who think like I do and subtract those who don't. Now, this approach is controversial among a lot of people. People don't want to put in the work. People don't want to suffer the lean months that come from being polarizing. They want to be all things to all people. But you simply can't be if you value authenticity and generosity above everything else. This is why I often feel like I'm alone in what I'm doing. I found out that I'm a solopreneur. (laughs) Apparently the trend now is to take an adjective that describes what you do or who you are and mash it up with the word entrepreneur. For example, solopreneur or mompreneur or wantrepreneur. It is what it is, I guess. I read an article on entrepreneur.com titled The Silent Threat Every Solopreneur Must Overcome. In it, the writer discusses the feeling of isolation that comes with being a one-man show, especially if you are being contrarian within an industry. You feel it all the more. Now, I agree with most of the article, though I don't suggest getting involved in mastermind groups, which is one of the things that is suggested in the article. For me, that's just a lot of hot air from people who love to label themselves as masterminds. Entrepreneurs are wired differently. We thrive when we tackle something on our own, and we find great satisfaction in accomplishing tasks without another person's input. That's why we left the traditional employer-employee model behind. But cutting ties with a more traditional career can lead to feelings of loneliness and isolation. It's nothing personal, but I find that it's becoming increasingly harder to relate to people who are employed by a company. It's also difficult to explain just what it is I do on a daily basis to someone who's not self-employed. My life looks so different now that I cannot imagine ever working in a traditional environment again. But I realize that this kind of life is not for everyone. And some days it can be hard not having someone to lean on. I mean, I'm my own HR department, accountant, salesperson, marketing strategist, research and development, documentation expert, compliance department, information technology department, the list goes on. And in truth, it can be taxing. I have to do my own taxes too. (laughs) On the one hand, working alone means you don't have to tune out that one negative person that's always hanging around your cubicle, bumming you out with their bad attitude and laziness. But one of the things we solopreneurs tend to miss is the camaraderie of colleagues to commiserate with. 
When things at your job are not going well, you have someone in the trenches with you who knows how you feel. When you work for yourself, you have to find ways to motivate yourself to keep going when the going gets tough, which is why I'm interested in starting a group of entrepreneurs slash solopreneurs where we can encourage each other and commiserate about the challenges of building a brand, overcoming obstacles, and staying motivated during what Seth Godin refers to as the dip, when things get tough, when things get difficult. Now, a quick disclaimer as I wrap up this episode, I'm not talking about people who are working as part of a MLM, a multi-level marketing business. Yes, it is a business, and I know you work hard. But hitching your wagon to a well-oiled machine is not the same as building a business from the ground up. I'm also not interested in creating another BNI or Chamber of Commerce type group. There are certainly enough of those leads-focused networking groups out there. I'm not talking about getting together so that we can refer business to one another. I'm talking about getting together so we can support each other in our own individual businesses. Now, I'm sorry if I offended everyone, but that's just how I go about things. If you started your own business and you're interested in meeting up for coffee one to two times a month, talk shop, strategy, whatever, reach out to me. Obviously, I live in the greater Philadelphia region in Pennsylvania. So if you are in Idaho or in Great Britain listening to this podcast, I can't meet up with you. But I would be interested in getting in touch with you over email. You can also send me a voicemail on my website, realpersonrealneeds.com. In the bottom right-hand corner of the website, it says send voicemail. You can send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. So as we wrap up the first year of the Real Person Real Needs podcast, I want to thank all of you who have tuned in, all of you who have listened and spread the word. And I encourage you, if this is something that helps you, something that you look forward to, tell somebody about it. Even if they're not in the real estate industry, even if they don't act or sing, even if they're not an entrepreneur, they may be motivated to try something new. That's what I'm all about. That's what we're here to do on the Real Person Real Needs podcast. Thank you for an amazing year. I've grown so much personally in this last year. I go back and listen to early podcasts and I hear a very naive person who's figuring it out, who is sharing like a diary, my own faults, my own inconsistencies, my own insecurities. And I'm sharing them with all of you because that's what I value, authenticity. Hopefully you value it as well. That's how we can establish trust with each other is by being generous with our time, our talent, and our treasure, and by being real. Thank you so much. Here's to another great year. I'd love to hear from you. You can always email me, jeff at realpersonrealneeds.com, G-E-O-F-F at realpersonrealneeds.com. Until next time, be real and keep it real. Thanks a lot for listening and Godspeed.